Hello and welcome to Create, Talk, Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Christian Gisborne, a member of the band Velvet Starlings. We discussed their new album, Pacific Standard Time, that comes out August 9th. I encourage everyone to check out this album, especially the first two earworms, Bullfight and H.G. Wells. We talk about how he started his band at 13 years old and what influences their sound. But before we go any further, I have a question for you. Are you going to the bullfight? Here's a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Back to the show. Hello, and today on Create, Talk, Repeat, we're joined by Christian Gisborne of Velvet Starlings. Christian, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, I I don't even want to go into it. Usually when I start these, I start going, well, this person, I know this, blah, blah, blah. They do this, they do that. I'm just going to leave it on to you, man. What do you create? Velvet Starlings are a, a band that makes music. Um, if I try to say it's this kind of music or that kind of music then i know i get lost and i get confused so i say we're experimental i say we're like noise pop because when i think of noise rock i think of like sonic youth and i don't think we're that good yet so <laughs> gotta, some, gotta have something to strive towards you know when so i'll, I'll do it for you so here's the thing i i I always am reluctant to compare bands to each other because you never know what somebody likes and dislikes. So please forgive me if, if I mention anybody, you're like, oh, I don't like those people. But when I when I heard Velvet Starlings, I had like three bands that really popped into my brain. Uh, the Vines was one that really came to mind. It was just the vocals or kind of the, the hard kind of uh, garage band guitars and whatnot. Uh, Blur was another one. It sounded a lot like Blur and with some white stripes mixed in. That's kind of what I... When I heard, so I, I, it's it's not that you're copying those, but you have influences. I can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah, I'm glad you can hear it. I'm glad you say that because of my top. If I had to pick ten artists that I like, they're my favorite of all time. Damon Albarn and Jack White are both in that list of ten for sure. Absolutely. So, spot on. The vines. Oh. I love the vines. I don't know if I could put them in my top ten artists of all sure. time. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but they are awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. I can I can agree with that. So when did the so when did Velvet Starling start uh performing? When did it form? 2016, so a while ago. Um uh, I was let's see if I'm 20 right now and it's 2023. That was 7 years ago. So I would have been like 13. Wow. Uh, and I went to the farmers market with my friend and we would like play covers and stuff and then we started playing originals. And uh, then we started playing shows, and just since then we played shows and shows and shows, and Velvet Starlings undergone some lineup changes, and now we're with our current lineup, and it's really fun. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, just putting out music, playing shows. What What was the What were some of the covers that you guys first started off with? Oh man, when it first started, there's a lot of different, 
like uh, I I did a lot of sixties covers. I love because at the farmers market where I was, I was in Northern California. I went to high school there, and they had this really cool farmers market. But uh, it was mostly people who were like over the age of forty who would come down at you know seven a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, but then whenever it would be a younger crowd, we could play like you know the White Stripes and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. we covered some random stuff. I actually recently got into a band that we used to cover called the asteroid galaxy tour who i like i haven't listened to them in four years and i rediscovered them because we used to cover one of their songs and they're like my favorite band in the world as of like this week yeah <laughs> isn't that great though when you you have like an album that you just you used to love and you kind of put it on the shelf and you forget about it and come back to it you know a decade later and you're like oh my gosh i forgot how awesome this was mm -hmm. you know i did that recently with uh uh, a band called SR 71. And mm. I was like, man, I loved listening to this when I was in college. I played it again. I was like, this, this is awesome. Like I just, it, now it's on like loop on my, uh, on my iTunes and whatnot. So my Spotify, the, so the little things come back to you that you forgot about. Right. Right. So when did you start? So I know you started the, the band, like when you were in 13, but when did you start, um, you know, knowing that this was your path, like you wanted to create music and, did you start, you know, learn how to play a guitar first? Was it piano lessons? How did you get into it? I had a really random order where like I had a piano in there. I feel like most people they have like a piano or a keyboard somewhere at their mm -hmm. school around the house. Um, and I never like learned learned. I just would hit random notes with like my pointer finger. Sure. <laughs> but uh when I was like twelve, I started playing guitar. And actually Song Two by Blur was the first song I ever learned on guitar. Nice. Um and I just went from like the first string, the, the top two strings to playing chords. And then after that, instead of like, I was at a point where I was like, I know chords and I could get like good at guitar or I could start playing piano. So I started playing keys. Um, I never got lessons. So I kind of like my, my knowledge of it is kind of like, it's not that it's, it's lacking, but I know things based off of, just like doing it as opposed mm -hmm. to learning it the right way so there's yeah. a lot of times where i i do things that people are like that's not what you're supposed to do and it's like oh. well, that's how you get a unique sound <laughs> right i mean eddie van halen taught himself to play the guitar you know and he was able to create amazing music that sounded like nothing else so you know mm -hmm. there's there there's something to be said for obviously being taught and knowing the technical way of of doing things but then there's also you get a unique kind of uh uh, sound when you learn it and do it on your own mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i've been i actually the same keyboard that i got all the way in 20 2015 is the same one i still play now it's the nord electro 5d and it's got like every organic sound you'd ever want it doesn't have the best synthesizer selection i, I will say that but for like pianos and uh you know organs and stuff it's got a lot of good choices See, as as Velvet Starlings, you know, rock rockets into stardom. You can afford to buy the better uh, the better keyboards, and they I mean not better, but just, you know, upgrades. You know, upgrades get some different sounds. Yeah, uh, we do need some different sounds. But part of the other thing is uh, what I love about it, it has a set list feature, so you can save all the sounds in it. And uh, for us, like I only ever record with that keyboard. So when we want to replicate it live, it's like, this is the exact. You have to have it. We used, so <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
So how so between recording live and performing in front of an audience, how 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 much do you enjoy getting in front of a, a rowdy crowd and just getting crazy? A lot. In fact, that that became part of the reason our sound went from one thing to slightly another thing. Uh, like I was just looking back at video from when we were playing in like 2018, and it's the same songs, but it's like way slower. <laughs> and uh, I think like we started playing like most people they start out at like DIY shows and punk shows, and then they move their way up, and then they start playing ticketed shows. Uh, but when we started playing, we went instead of like playing with people our age, we tried to go straight into playing with everyone else who was the older crowd. And we were playing like slow and we kept playing because, you know, punk bands would go on after and we're like, dude, we suck. We are not playing fast <laughs> enough. We need to be harder. And yeah. uh, like Bullfight, like the song we just put out, that mm -hmm. was the first song that we did in like 20, 2019 where it's like, okay, we're going to do a song. And it's not going to be freaking mid-tempo. You got to do fast song. Yeah. Maybe people will move around. Uh, <laughs> well, I tell you, so you mentioned Bullfight. So Bullfight's the first single off of your uh, upcoming album, Pacific Standard Time, coming out August 9th, maybe out by time people hear this podcast. But um, it is, uh, I was I was telling Christian before we started recording that uh, when listening to Bullfight, I've, I've had it stuck in my head ever since I started listening to it. And I just find myself randomly throughout the day singing it. <laughs> and then, you know, the beginning, go to a bullfight. And like, yeah, like that song is, is a, is a fast, uh, you know, banger, man. I love it. And, and I've had it on, it's now in my, um, I have a, a Spotify playlist of songs I like, and I immediately went in there and threw it in there. I was like, this song's awesome. This is in here. And and not to be eclipsed by it, but HG Wells is is pretty spectacular as well. And the video is is uh I love the the look of both videos that you've done. So it's uh it's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm digging it. I, I can't wait for everybody else to hear the full album. Yeah, I'm excited. We were just shooting a music video for our third single uh yesterday. And part of what's interesting about it is the our other videos that we have out from our other albums, we, we actually went through a, a lineup change last year. And this album, Pacific Standard Time, was recorded in 2020. So before we even put out the last album that we put out in 2021. So the just the concept of Pacific Standard Time, all the songs explore the concept of time. And we took it a step further in that the hg wells music video is about the version of christian me in the other videos with the the old album being like murdered by another version of christian from the future and then when that happens it disrupts the timeline and the current lineup of the band is introduced to the world and our video for our next song coming out is explaining what the current lineup was doing while I was in those other videos. So we're, we're like really a storyline throughout. That's fun. Mm -hmm. we're, we're having fun with it. And it's just getting us to the point where our next album, we can just, you know, make regular music videos. Mm -hmm. uh, this album, we were tasked with explaining how half of, because we shot the music videos last year with the other members. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's going to be really weird <laughs> when people look back and it's right. like, wait this is two different bands and it's the same album cycle 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I kind of had that when I was looking at some of the pictures. I was like, well, clearly this person's not here anymore. So this new person is here, and was trying to figure it out. So yeah, that that's a, it's a nice way to explain it and have kind of a fun storyline with it as well. So that's pretty cool. You maybe said, we'll do a video in the future where everyone's in it. Yeah, <laughs> you said this. Uh, yeah, kind of a multiverse, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the Velvet Starlings multiverse. So you said that these songs were. Uh, written, produced back in 2020. Is that correct? Yes. So what's what was the process when you were going through putting together this album? Did you uh, Was there any new music that you wrote, or is it all uh, the older stuff from 2020? It's 100%. It was recorded even in 2020, not just written. Um, yeah. But I did go back. I remixed it. I also got really into sampling. So there's a, like, a Bullfight is a, probably is the song with the most. Bullfight and HGLs are the two songs with the most sampling. And uh, I didn't sample anyone who's too high profile because I don't want to get sued. But uh, I sampled some just some random little bits of things that I like in songs by people that I would assume would not try to get money for a split second. Or so. Like, it's not sampling like taking a melody. It's not any songwriting. It's just like they might say something funny and I wanted to put it in. Uh, yeah, just a little vocal sample or something. Mm-hmm. stuff like that bullfight is full of that and uh i i went in and i redid all the bass i think bullfight might be the only song on the album where i kept the bass um, but the other songs i went in i deleted the bass tracks we did and i replaced them with like a synthesizer so like hg wells it used to be a bass guitar and now it's a synthesizer that sounds just as round but it has like you know we wanted to put fuzz on it and fuzz on a di base sometimes it works sometimes it just sounds muddy and not clear yeah. like, in bullfight the bullfight base is that same base we recorded with and uh i think it sounds i like it uh it's not clear but that's the lo-fi sound so mm-hmm. yeah no and i and i dig anything that has sense uh you know I, i'm a huge fan of the killers and the wombats and you know bands that use that synth sound mixed with the guitar rock and it's it's something that you know, I'm I'm a sucker for so maybe that's why I gravitated to H.G. Wells as well. So, um, so where did where did this passion for music come from with you? Was that did you were your parents musically inclined? Did you have you know yeah. uncles? Was there a teacher? How did it come about? I mean, you you said you started at such a young age, thirteen. You started in this band. So where did where did this passion for music come from? First, first off, um, my mom she's a lawyer, and my dad is a. Uh... He's from the UK, and he was in like a '90s Britpop band. Uh, they weren't known or anything. They're called Plasticine, um, and so he comes from that like supergrass, blur, oasis background. Right. Uh, but I, funny enough, they they weren't the ones who got me into the Beatles. But the Beatles, when I was like six years old, I found the Beatles on the Apple computer that was at my house. And I was obsessed with them, and I refused to listen to any music for like three years, other than the Beatles. Wow. And I listened to their songs just thousands and thousands of times, even the ones that kind of suck. Like, like I know Revolution Nine in the <laughs> back of my head, uh, just from listening to all of it so much. And when I went to play guitar, I kind of like, like I at first I didn't know anything, but once I learned chords and stuff like that, I was able. It, the, the next job was like, okay. Now you need to learn every Beatles song on guitar. Right. And it kind of play Here Comes the Sun. And 
it came really fast because I had already done the work of listening to it so much. And that was just like my favorite thing for a while. Like, like the way people are with watching TV or playing video games, like music was like, like I consumed music. Like I wanted to just learn how to play all the songs on the bass and learn all the keys parts and learn on the drums to like any song that I like. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. just my fun I mean, thing that I did by myself. I'm impressed by uh, anybody that can play the guitar, man. I tried, I tried last year again to pick it up, and I've never been able to play guitar. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to learn how to play guitar, and it hurts my fingers so much, and it, and I my fingers don't don't bend in whatever way they're wanting me to push down these chords and stuff. And I'm like, I can't do this. I got to I got to strum this string, but not this one. I'm out. I'm out. I'll stick with my electronic uh, computer music. <laughs> that stuff you talk about, where you have to do this one, but you have to mute that one. I even I have problems with stuff like that. There's there's been a lot of times where I wanted to learn a song. I try to do it, and that same feeling like like there's a song by the Monkees called Valerie, and there's the guitar at the beginning of the song. It's like flamenco guitar, and it's so hard to play. And every time I try to go and do it, I'm like, okay, t I'm gonna do it. I know this much of it, and I know like the first four seconds of it, and the first four seconds is like like maybe 35 notes or something in like four seconds. Yeah. It's, it's like That's harder crazy. Of tapping. It's like playing a banjo, right? It's like, just, it's like, it's like yeah. sweep picking. It's like, like sick <laughs> sweep picking. And I don't know how to freaking do it, but, uh, no, no I'm always, always impressed. Always impressed. So you, you got this album coming out. Um, and you talked about how they were older songs that were recorded. Do you have, new songs that you already been working on that you're you you're writing new music how what's your what's your process when you're looking at writing a new song do you have like a melody that comes up first do you have lyrics does it depend sometimes one or the other well the next album that's going to come out after this one was written last year and i've recorded it even last year okay um, not recorded voice demos i want to actually i learned my lesson that i could call myself a producer i can't call myself an engineer anymore i engineered the other albums and i now realize i should not be the engineer because there's a lot of things keep getting done wrong <laughs> i need someone who knows what they're doing yeah um but with the writing process um i've never written lyrics before writing the song i think i always for me music is like you know the melodies over the chord structure and then words that sound good like with the melody like like you have your melody that's established and then you want to come up with something that's cool to say that sounds good in time with the melody so um, i always write melodies first um and i have like a basic like like it'll be like one line of like something even if it's like kind of mumbling like you only have the first part of the line but you know you want the melody to go and then once you have that you just start saying things and you're like you say this thing you say that thing and the first like hundred things you say suck. And then at a certain point you're like, okay, I have this much, I need this next part. And you just kind of create a story. And then once you have this little bit of the story, you have that much to work with. And you put that, like you, you try to make something else with every, with what you have so far put into consideration. And you know, you add to it. It's like you write a, a little mini book and then you write a sequel to it in the second verse. Right. 
That's very cool. I I've, I saw an interview once with uh, John Legend, and he was talking about when he was writing songs, he'll sit at the piano and he'll play a melody or something, and then he'll sing along with it with just like humming or nonsense words or something until something kind of forms and it sounds good over the melody and stuff. Where it's like that's that's a that's an interesting uh, way to do it because you're kind of like it doesn't matter what the words are at this point. I just want to hear the melody. I want to get the melody properly done before we move forward with it. So what was what was the do you remember the first song that you wrote? Did you record that first song? When, how old were you when you wrote the first your first track? You were doing covers at 13. When did you actually say, you know what, I'm going to write my own song? The first song I ever wrote actually hasn't even been released. Mainly because, you know, you could imagine people's first songs kind of like, right. they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> but um, uh, one day it might come out. I'd have to rework it. I'd have to change the lyrics. Um, but you know, you just write one, write another one, write another one, and then at a certain point, you, on your like seventh song, you're like, okay, this this one, this one's got it, and then you write some songs that are sequels to that song, and then you have your record. Like that, actually, the the album that's about to come out next is interesting. Some of the songs were like, like one of the songs was written almost like as a joke. And then the entire album came out of that one song. And then other songs I had written that have nothing to do with the concept of that song. It was like, oh, well, let's try and make it make sense. And the same thing happened when we were shooting our videos for this album. And even some of the songs, it's like you make things that are all separate ideas. And then you try to find some through lines, some connective tissue to bring the songs together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a very cool um, album, Pacific Standard Time. Like the whole thing from start to finish, uh, it's it's a uh, you know it doesn't have any uh, any skips, which is good. You know, <laughs> at, least, at least so far listening to it. You know, maybe I might get some songs that I you know really latch onto, want to listen to you know Bullfight HD Wells over and over and whatnot. But uh, but I really enjoyed uh, listen listening to the whole thing throughout. So do you find yourself throughout the day when you're you're trying to come up with, or you're just, you know, spending your day doing whatever. Do you find yourself, you know, coming up with new melodies or something? You, you know, record it on your iPhone or something before you go back to your, uh, uh, sit in front of your guitar or your keyboard or whatever, try to pound it out. Or do these things only come when you're like sitting in the studio or you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on music now. Well, I mean, I'll go and play the piano or guitar and just like mess around. If I get something I like, I'll record on my voice memos and simply if, if i'm in the car and i'm just like saying things or i've done that where i'm singing a song like like or i'm like like a song is on in the car it's like wow that thing that they just did is really cool what if i did the exact same thing but changed it a bit mm -hmm. uh i've definitely done like there's some songs on the next record where like they're they're influenced by other songs yeah but they're not songs anyone will ever know about <laughs> So it's like, like, like there's a song on our new record that sounds like, like I can say it here because I, I, I hope no one goes back and finds this. There's a song that I went back and I was like, wow, this is, I'm really proud of it. It's going to be one of the singles on the next record. And I was with my friend and it sounds just like the, the Power Rangers Dino Thunder theme song, which is a niche, like, it's not like a popular Power Rangers. It's right. Like yeah. A random one. Yeah, uh, subset of Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a, a song that sounds like this song I heard because I went to Catholic school for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a song that sounds like um, 
a, a random song that we only sang once a year um, that I, I looked it up and I was like, I think it sounds like this song. I couldn't even find the song. Like, <laughs> it's not even on the internet. So it's stuff like that. Are you, are you going to get, uh, you know, a sued for copyright infringement if it's not yeah. even out there? And if it's like Jesus song, like I imagine it was written in like the 1800s. So sure. like public yeah. domain. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's an old old Catholic song. You know, you get into the new, there's a lot of new Christian music out there, but the old Catholic hymns and whatnot, you're, yeah, you're probably safe public domain at that point. So, mm -hmm. so, so stuff like you, that are okay. Do you have, do you have out of all the music? I mean, obviously, you know, you're proud of the uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's coming out. You're excited about it. But do you have something that you've created that you look at as kind of your favorite song that you've made, a favorite um, thing that you've created that you kind of hold up in high esteem? You say, this is probably one of my best songs. Ooh, a couple of those are all on our next. Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to hear the next record. Maybe I should be talking to you about the next one. No, no, the we'll talk about one? Pacific Standard Time. We'll have you back for that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like like Pacific Standard Time. I love Pacific Standard Time, um, and the album before it called Technicolor Shakedown. Like it, it, it lives in this world, and it is what it is. And I feel like Pacific Standard Time builds on that, and is like slightly darker. But the next record is like the darker version of PST, which is the darker version of the album before. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for just. Like even the way I think about the color scheme of everything that's going to be involved in the the cover art and the rollout, uh, we're really planning meticulously the rollout of the next record, and we're gonna like this one. That's also part of the thing is that this song, these albums, or <laughs> this song, these albums, this album and these songs were written so long ago and recorded that uh, it's almost like like singing them now. Uh, with the different perspective, it's like I'm having a conversation with myself mm -hmm. in 2019, and some of it's like me making fun of myself, and like like I thought I, I felt something genuinely in 2018, 2019, and now I look back and I think the opposite of that thing. Right. That's kind of like a time capsule that you've you you like a diary or something you revisiting later on in life and and then sharing it with the world. <laughs> exactly, and that's what's even funnier to me about it is that with this album Pacific Standard Time, I'm not just like singing it and looking back. Like most people, you know, they release their album and then they have that feeling like, oh, I can't believe I thought that. But this, I'm releasing it right now, <laughs> so. It's like whatever I'm singing is what I'm supposed to think right now. So it's, it's like a step further into the like self-aware meta, making fun of myself, having a conversation with another era of myself. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't help but smile when I hear some of the songs. Like that goes back to the whole multiverse thing, right? You can go back <laughs> and see yourself and talk to yourself in a, you know, maybe that's another, another layer to the videos coming out. So, like, so what is a different, christian it's a different person completely right so what what continues to inspire you today what other bands uh, are you inspired by that you listen to or is there other stuff out there you know art or movies music you know whatever what what continues to inspire you to create music today just so you know that question right there everything you said about movies and music and like that's the question that everyone should ask everyone who ever does interviews because it's the best question ever it's so like, like I watch so many movies and listen to so much music. Like all, all I do all day is freaking 
either listening to music or I'm doing something thinking, I wish I was listening to music instead of this thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, bands that I'm really into right now. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, it's such a good question because I want to list like 50 things. Right. Uh, randomly, uh, this is a really random one. Uh, before like March, I had never even listened to one song by Lana Del Rey. And I, I was talking like bad about her in the car. And my dad was like, what? Have you heard this song? And I was like, no, probably sucks. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is like good in my mind. I didn't let him have the satisfaction in the moment. And then I listened to the whole album. And every single song was like amazing. And then from that, I listened to all the other records. And her new album's out right now. And uh, I just got obsessed with her. And I learned every single song on piano. And like that was one artist I got really, really into. Um, I've been listening to a lot of like, like that's like on the pop side, like stuff like that. But I also got really into Death Grips this year who are, like, probably the hardest band ever. Uh, I went to the show, and they played at the Palladium here in L.A., and, like, I lost my expensive earplugs on the ground, and I had no chance of getting them back. Everyone was just, like, it was the the most chaotic mosh pit ever, because it wasn't even, like, no one had any room to even shove each other. Just everyone's arms were just, like, it was, like, like two times the amount of people that should have been in the pit. That sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> oh, crazy! And they did. They did. I think like twenty six songs back to back. Like there was no talking. Even mm-hmm. it just like, like the second one song ended, the other song started, and mm-hmm. it was twenty six songs. And there, some of them are long songs, and it was just so much. So I've been getting into them. Um, I don't know who who are you listening to right now? Who is the, the who are the most interesting? I, I just discovered this new band called Velvet Starlings, and <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're they're amazing. No, I you know I've I um I'm a huge like I said I'm a huge fan of uh, synth music. Um, uh, there's uh, Alan Palomo is putting out some new music. Used to go by the name Neon Indian, which I'm super into, and um, uh, you know anything by by the Killers, Fallout Boy, stuff like that is is kind of my my jam but uh but not about me people don't care about me that's not <laughs> um so what so you have this new album coming out august 9th we've mentioned it a lot um do you have a tour that's following it are you going to be promoting it are you going out to play some shows uh we have, we have a baby tour so we're going next in august we're playing like four cities in Northern California, and then we're gonna play LA, San Diego, Orange County. Um, this year we were supposed to go to the UK, and then we decided that we want to go next year. Mm. Uh, so basically, this year we're taking a little bit of a mini break. the The rollout of this album, it's it's more like because everyone who knows our songs, they know these songs. We've been playing only this album for like four years. Mm. So this one, we just kind of needed to put it out there. And it's also weird because we have Velvet Starlings and our new version of the band and these songs they didn't play on a record. You know, it's it's a it's a piece of music from another time. So we're more having fun with the videos. We just we just shot a video for our new song yesterday. And uh, actually over the last week we've we've done like five different days of shooting. And it's like it's supposed to be like Quentin Tarantino meets like Fortnite or like the Hunger Games. <laughs> And it's just the other 
some not even all of the members of the band, just some of the other people explaining what they were doing while the other videos were happening. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of death. I actually I went to Ralph's yesterday and I got a ton of like things of meat, like lamb shanks and stuff like that, fake blood. And uh, after this, I'll send you some photos. It's like I I send a text message to my family and be like, is, is this too much, guys? Stream? Like, I don't know, because, like, I was the director, and there was no one to tell me no. Mm -hmm. But it was a bit... I Like, looking back, it's like, is this a bit much? See if it get flagged when you put it on YouTube for oh, too much violence or something. I feel like it might get flagged. Like, uh, one of my friends put up a story of just like, oh, yeah, we're shooting the video, and it already got, like, taken down someone reported it so we'll see how far we get with the video hey can't wait to see it can't wait so well before i let you go i got one one more question to ask but if anybody is interested again we'll say uh pacific standard time comes out august 9th the band is velvet starlings um you can find the video for bullfight on youtube and wherever else you find videos um and hg wells as well um so, Christian, last question I got for you. Um, if you were speaking to a class full of creatives, um, musicians, artists, whatever, um, what kind of advice would you give them as they go forth in their creative journey? Well, I would just say the most important thing is making music that you like, music that you want to make. Um, don't worry about what other people think. In fact, like for me, what I always say about my music is that I'd rather make something that, you know, people think is bad than make something that doesn't make someone feel anything. So as long as they feel something, you're doing it right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's something that we've, you know, I've talked about quite a bit on the podcast with others is, you know, create something for yourself, create something that you enjoy, create something uh, and you'll find, uh, hopefully you'll find an audience for it. But you know, the, it's it, don't try to pander to what everybody else wants to hear. If you have a creative outlet, you want to create something, do it. And if it's if it's weird, if it's out there, there's an audience for it. Somebody's going to grab onto it, and it may not be for everybody, but the ones that it is for, they're really going to love it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes forever too. That's another really important thing. I've seen so many people who are like my favorite people make the best music. But they're like, oh, dude, no one likes it. And in that moment, they quit. They go do something else. And meanwhile, people were there for it. And it was right before they would have had the ultimate success and everyone would have been into it. But people quit too fast. So sometimes you, you got to be nobody till you're 35. And then when you're 36, everyone's like, dude, this is the best music ever. We just didn't know about it. You never know when that next uh, the next door is going to open for you and be that that big opportunity could have been the next step for you. So, well, Christian, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to everybody else hearing. I've already heard it, so it's I don't have to look forward to it. But everybody else hearing Pacific Standard Time uh, coming out August 9th. It may already be out by the time this podcast is out, but uh, if not, put it on your calendars. Go download it. Find it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Go buy the record the cd however you're producing it get it out there go pick it up and you won't be disappointed i promise so christian thank you so much for being on the podcast today we'll talk to you soon oh, thanks so much man
Each week on Create, Talk, Repeat, I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration, something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want to leave you with an inspirational quote from the lead singer of U2, Bono. The quote is, music can change the world because it can change people. Are you a musician? How can your music change someone's life? How has music changed your life? Even if you aren't a musician, do you listen to music when you're creating art? Does it inspire you? Does it change your mood? I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.